Decades ago, a woman forced the police department to treat sexual assault as a crime. While in Chicago, she also came up with the rape kit that is commonly used today in investigations. Her name has not been attached to this invention until now. Recently, the journalist Pagan Kennedy wrote an extensive piece about the woman and the rape kit's secret history. She talked with WBEZ's Natalie Moore and starts off with how she started researching rape kits. Well, my first question that led me into this strange adventure was how did the rape kit come into existence in the first place? So I started digging into that. And as soon as I did, I began finding mysteries, one of which was there didn't seem to be any consensus on who developed the first rape kit. There were some stories I would read that would credit Lou Vitulo, who was one of the head honchos in the crime lab in Chicago in the 1970s. And so there were a lot of sources that gave him sole credit for this invention of this kit that would be used in hospitals to do the forensic evidence collection. But then there were other sources that also named this woman named Marty Goddard. What was Marty Goddard doing in Chicago in the 1970s? What was her occupation? Who who was she as a person? She worked at the Weebolt Foundation in the early 70s. It was a very progressive family foundation that was working on social issues. And she was an executive there. But sort of one of her extracurricular activities was she also was working at a place called Metro Health as a volunteer. And she was on the board there. And they were a call-in crisis center for what was in the early 70s called Runaway Teenagers. As described to me by somebody who was there, this was like a townhouse full of hippies taking calls from these teenagers. And then Marty, you know, walks in and she's in a full business suit. She was very determined to be taken seriously. So she always wore a 1970s, you know, business suit with one of those bow ties and the tweed and the stockings and all of that. And she worked on the phones there. And as she took these calls and talked to people, she discovered that these runaway teenagers were running away because they often were sexually abused by family members. And this was something that was really not known at the time. There was very little talk about child abuse and incest and harassment. You know, it was really a different era. And, and you write at that time that in Chicago, rape seemed like some sort of natural disaster. How did Marty Goddard navigate through the taboos of rape, incest, and lack of law enforcement? Well, you know, she was a very much a problem solver. So she thought, well, if this is rampant, you know, this assault, how are all these predators getting away with it? Why don't we know about them? Why aren't they in prison? So she began to look into that question. And that's when she began to look at how sexual assault cases would go forward through the police. And she discovered that there was this lack of evidence. The police just were not interested in collecting evidence and almost treated it as an impossibility. Like you could just never know what happened. You know, that was their attitude. So the idea of changing the evidence system became her mission. As far as I can establish, she went in with this plan for essentially a rape kit, a evidence kit, and an entire, not just the kit, but this entire system 
wherein the hospitals and the nurses and the doctors would work closely with the crime labs to develop an evidence system. And then they'd go in to the courtroom with the victim and attest, you know, to the scientific validity of the evidence, which would give the victim much more credibility in the courtroom. That's WBEZ's Natalie Moore speaking with journalist Pagan Kennedy.